Hi, this is Bo Bridges, and you're listening to TV Confidential. I may not be leaving you much, but I sure I'm leaving you since to carry. Eh? Two men killed, what I did to your mother. Letting Tom go up like wild grass. Eh? God. Butchers. But I thought you didn't believe in God, Pa. Pay up. Pay up, God says. Eh? Pay up, sinner. <laughs> Ed Robertson with a reminder that we will play highlights from two of our conversations with Ed Asner later on in the hour. We hope you'll stay tuned for that. In the meantime, joining us now is Matthew Asner. Matthew Asner, eldest son of Ed Asner. And as you can imagine, Matt grew up watching his dad in action on the sets of various movies and TV shows, as well as, of course, the Mary Tyler Moore show. Matt has enjoyed a successful career in his own right as a filmmaker, producer, and performer. As a matter of fact, if I understand correctly, Matt acted with his dad in a few episodes of The Bronx Zoo, which is an Ed Asner show that has been overlooked among the many, many tributes to Ed Asner that continue to come in. Matthew Asner, also the president and CEO of the Ed Asner Family Center, a nonprofit organization that provides an oasis of creativity and support in every special needs community. Matt, this is a very difficult time, obviously, but thank you so much for spending part of your day with us. And we are sorry, and on behalf of our listening audience, we are sorry. I am sorry for your loss. Thank you, Ed. Uh, I, I appreciate it. Um, it's, uh, it's been rough. I mean, it's, um, it's, it's a, a tough loss for us. Well, it's a tough loss. It's a tough loss for you because this is, you, you lost your best friend in many ways. I have lost my best friend. He, he was my best friend. Uh, he, you know, we, we spoke every day and, you know, actually the pandemic, I always joked that the pandemic allowed me to see my father more than ever because we would FaceTime every day. Yeah. And, uh, or at least I would FaceTime with half of his face. <laughs> so. <laughs> but that was good. That was better than, that was better than the full face. So it was good. <laughs> it was, uh, it was, it was just a, he was, he was an amazing man. He could always make you laugh, mm-hmm. and he was a special, special person. He was a, he was a very special person. I never met your dad in person. I was lucky enough to talk to him on the phone about seven or eight times on the last over the last five years. And I remember one time, about a year ago, I asked him specifically about the Ed Asner Family Center, and I could tell that he lit up because this this was this was not a case of him slapping his name onto something. This is something that was near and dear to his heart, and it's near and dear to your heart. Well, it's something that my wife and I founded and created, and we wanted to create it to honor his legacy, and I feel we did an amazing job at that, and um, we will continue to honor that, that legacy. We, my wife and I have uh, three uh, special needs sons, and um, we wanted to create something that we had wanted at the very early onset of their diagnosis. Um, so we, we actually created a place that, um, that we feel is an oasis for special needs families. You can learn more about the Ed Asner Family Center uh, by going to edasnerfamilycenter.org as well as facebook.com forward slash Ed Asner Family Center. Matthew Asner is the president and CEO of the Ed Asner Family Center. He's spending part of his day talking to us 
about his dad and his dad's legacy, both in front of the camera and behind the scenes. Most people know about the big battles that Ed Asner fought during his career. Those are all well publicized, but in a way, what you and your wife do with the Ed Asner Family Center is about the little battles, so to speak, that come with either living with autism or raising a child with autism. And again, this is something that both you and he understood firsthand. Well, we, we do, uh, yeah, and he, he also had uh, a son on the spectrum, mm-hmm. and as well as grandchildren. And, you know, look, families of, of kids with special needs, they, they fight a, a battle that's invisible. Most people don't know about what they go through and what they do to help their kids uh, and to sustain their kids. And so we we provide a place where where the family, uh, as well as the individual, can thrive, uh, and and thrive in in the arts and in music, uh, and we also um, have a mental health division where people can can get mental health help. It's become um, a, a truly a, a great place for for people to to come and heal themselves. I'm not a parent, Matt. But before I moved down here, I used to stay overnight with a couple of friends who have a child with autism. And during my many visits, I saw firsthand a lot of the challenges they experienced every day raising a child with special needs. But I also saw a lot of the joy that they experienced. You know, um, it, ta- it takes a little extra work, but, it's, but as I think Ed Asner himself put it, they're people with different gifts than you and I, and it may take a little time, a little more time and a little effort to appreciate, to, to get them to tap those gifts, but the rewards are always worth it. Uh, they're treasures, for sure. One trait that you learned that you got from your dad is commitment. Not just commitment in terms of the choices you make as a performer, but commitment in the fundamental sense of dedicating yourself full throttle to an important cause. In your case, you gave up your career to dedicate yourself to helping other people who are affected by autism. Was that an easy choice to make, or was it more like, no, this is the right thing to do? Well, it was made an easy choice when it felt so good to do it. So I volunteered for many years before I made the decision to quit producing. Uh, And um, when I did that, it was everything. It was life-inducing. And so that made the choice for me easy when I did may finally make the choice about, I think it was about 10 years ago, I made that choice. And um, so it made that choice easy. Very much so. Uh, Matthew Asner is the president and CEO of the Ed Asner Family Center, nonprofit organization that provides an oasis of creativity and support in every special needs community. If you'd like to learn more about the Ed Asner Family Center or perhaps even make a donation, edasnerfamilycenter.org, facebook.com forward slash Ed Asner Family Center. Stay with us, folks. We'll be right back. This is a stupid question, Matt, but I don't think I've ever talked to a twin before. Uh, really? <laughs> I, don't, I don't think so. I don't think so. So what's it like to have a twin sister? I was going to pull an Ed Asner there, and, and I was going to just say, not not even that one night that I heard about. <laughs> <laughs> That's what my dad would have said. Yes, he would. Yes, he would. So yeah. So, um, and, and I apologize. What the, the question was? Um, what's it like? What, what uh, what's it like growing up with a twin, or being a twin? Well, 
keep in mind, I, I, I have a twin sister, mm-hmm. so it's a little different than, than being identical twins. But but I'll, I'll say this. I'll say that um, I'm, I've always been especially close with my twin. I've always tried to look out for her, and I assume she feels the same way. And I think there's a connection, a bond there, that is um, really kind of unbreakable. And so I think that it's just a more intense connection than being a regular sibling, because I have regular siblings as well, mm-hmm. a brother and a sister. But it, the bond between a twin is is, uh, is pretty unbreakable. Do you have a favorite Ed Asner role among all the various things that he's done? Well, I do. I have a few. I would say my, my two favorites, let me say my three favorites, because Lou Grant is probably, you know, how can you say, how can you not include that? Mm-hmm. But I think my favorites have, were, I, I loved... And I know it was only his voice, but I loved what he did with, with Carl Friedrichson. Mm-hmm. I think, um, and I also loved what it did for his career. Mm-hmm. It gave him a boost of energy that um, I think um, probably made him live another ten years. And I, I just think, you know, when I think of his career and and the last, you know, part of his career, you know, that and Elf, I think uh, Up Up and Elf were the films that really set the tone for. I would think the last 15 years of his life and the last 15 years of his career, because he worked up until the last day he was he was on the earth. He he lived, uh, you know, he, he he lived and worked, and that's what he did. And the Friday before he died, he worked. Yes. Um, the other role I have to say would be rich man, poor man, actual Jordash. Mm-hmm. Uh, to me, when I you know I think I was probably 12, 11 years old when that came out, and seeing that, I remember just my jaw dropping and thinking, wow, now I really understand what you do. Yeah. Because it was so, it was so different from anything he'd ever done. It was so foreign to me. The man that was on screen was so foreign to me. And it was something to behold. Rich Man, Poor Man was something to behold. Ed Asner talks about his experience in Rich Man, Poor Man. He also writes a lot about how meaningful providing the voice of Carl Fredrickson and up was to his life and his career and his excellent memoir, Son of a Junk Man, which I highly recommend, folks, if you have not read it, Son of a Junk Man by Ed Asner, Matthew Asner, Ed's eldest son, spending a few minutes talking to us. Okay, now I have to ask you, when you say, when, when you list Lou Grant among the top three, do you mean Lou Grant as a whole or Lou Grant on the Moore Show or Lou Grant on the hour-long show, because Ed played Lou Grant differently on the hour-long show. He was, there was more Ed Asner in the hour-long. I think you're right, but I do think that it was a progression, and I think you have to, you, you have to include them together. Mm-hmm. Because it, that character was a progression. And if you look at the seven years of Mary Tyler Moore, you can see him progressing as the show gets older and older. Very much so. So that character grew with each episode that aired. I'm, I'm going to ask you a question. You, you've already given us an idea of how I think you'd like your dad to be remembered uh, when, when, you, when, when, you, when you made the joke a little while ago. But how would you like your dad to be remembered, and how do you think he wants to be remembered? Well, I think he wants to be remembered as someone who, who you know, who gave a crap. Very much who, so. <laughs> who, who, who tried to who tried to change the world? He wants. He, he's a man that that he he wanted the best for everyone, and he wanted to help people, and he wanted to make sure 
that his life meant something to as many people as possible. He fought the big battles, and you and your wife are, are helping him carry on the little battles through your efforts with the Ed Asner Family Center. You can learn more about the Ed Asner Family Center, edasnerfamilycenter.org, or facebook.com forward slash Ed Asner Family Center. Matthew Asner, again, this is a very difficult time. Thank you so much for spending part of your day to talk about your dad. And again, we are sorry for your loss. Well, it's my pleasure, Ed. He he was my hero. And any chance I get to talk about him and to let people know just how special he was is a gift to me. So I thank you for that. Be part of our conversation. If you like what you hear, have thoughts on this week's program, or have an idea for a future edition of TV Confidential, we'd love to hear from you. You can email us at talk tvconfidential.net talk at tvconfidential.net you can also message us at facebook.com forward slash tvconfidential x.com forward slash tvconfidential or at tvconfidential on instagram and if you're listening to us on the tv confidential podcast please be sure to hit the subscribe button this portion of TV Confidential is brought to us by our friends at Front Porch Realty, the community of realtors in the Northern Bay Area of California that is committed to finding the solution that is best for their clients. Whether you're a first-time home buyer or looking to sell or lease your property in Northern California, call Karen Strain at 415-886-7411 or visit frontporchrealtygroup.com for more information on how they can help you.